Hey guys, welcome to episode 20 of the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fountas, with Eric Sanchez. Eric, welcome back. You bailed on me last week to help your sister move, so I didn't have a show last week. I was desperate. I <laughs> That's not a, my fault. sent something out to Twitter. I'm like, anybody want to come on this afternoon, please? And like, no one responded. Like, people responded that night, like, sorry, I missed this. Yeah. Why isn't everyone on Twitter all the time like I am? I don't know. I hardly use Twitter. I know you do. You got like 12 followers. Everyone follow Eric. What's your screen, your Twitter handle? Like at Eric? It's Eric, at Eric John, S-A-N. So Eric John Sam. Okay. John Sam, is that yeah. like a pun? No, it's just my my first name, middle name, and I don't know, Sam. <laughs> Speaking of Twitter, you can follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. You can email us at ppwpodcast at gmail.com and find us on SoundCloud. Search Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Find us on iTunes. Hit the subscribe button. And if you want to leave a rating or review, that would help. But don't leave a bad one because that won't help. No. Uh, today's show is going to be interesting because the subject is stuff that everybody hates but you love. Like, I had a list of stuff. Eric didn't have a ton, but he's going to kind of bounce off what I No, have. I've got a few of them. And the thing, like, there's things that I dislike, but I think a majority of people dislike the same things, and there's things that I really like that I think a lot of people like the same things. Yeah, so, so you're just a general fan. Pretty much. I mean, there's a couple <laughs> things that, you know, I didn't, I don't know that I enjoyed that I think people kind of crapped on. Like, well, just just throw an example out before we get officially started. Like, what's one that you like but people crapped on? Just uh, not like a full breakdown, just what do you think? Um... When Typhoon turned on the Bushwhackers. Okay, that's a good one. We will talk about that as we get deeper into the show. That might be all you have to say about it, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of older like wrestling stuff, so today, this isn't really subject-related, but I was watching, you could see my VHS tape over there, Hulkamania Forever. And this was like the Coliseum videotapes they used to rent. It was basically a Hulk Hogan compilation thing. So I popped it on today. Never, I haven't watched this probably since I was, I don't know, six or seven years old when I used to rent it. Uh-huh. And... They've got matches in there I've never seen before because they have, like, house show matches and stuff. There was one in London, England. is a 1990 Hulk Hogan versus Macho Man. So Hulk had Miss Elizabeth in his quarter, and Macho Man had Sherry. And, like, I was watching this match, and they weren't doing anything. Like, they were just – it was just all, I guess, emotions and movement. And, and the crowd was going apeshit the entire time. Like, this is a really they entertaining They didn't even match. touch yet? They kind of did, like, pushing, and Macho Man was on the outside okay. a lot, and then Macho Man grabbing the mic. Like, goes, finger-pointing and yelling. And... Yeah, and then Macho Man gets on the mic and just goes, ooh, yeah, and everybody boos. He's like, <laughs> not only am I going to embarrass you, I'm going to beat you, and all that stuff. And the best part is I hope someone steals this spot for, like, a future match. Macho Man's on the outside of the ring, takes a, takes a chair, is pissed, throws it in the ring. So he throws it in unfolded, so it's it's right side up. It lands. Hulk Hogan sits on it and just kind of like does like a little cocky ha 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 thing, and the Hulk like a king, and the whole crowd goes apeshit for it. So uh-huh. that's something I haven't seen. I don't know if ever or a long time, but 
that's why I love having all these old tapes and stuff. I don't have a ton of time to watch everything, but it's just stuff I'm like I wouldn't have never saw that. This isn't going to be on the network. <laughs> I'm not going to look up this match. It was really awesome to watch. Yeah. The forest, I think, is barking at the Amazon man. The we had a conversation man. about the network. If you have a Roku, I think the just the menu and the interface is just garbage. Because I was trying to search matches. So if I say Ultimate Warrior versus, I don't know, Randy Savage. If I yeah. type in Ultimate Warrior, it just gives me, oh, do you mean Ultimate Warrior? I'm like, okay, yeah, Ultimate Warrior. Then it just gives me primetime matches from yeah. like 88 through 91. I'm like, I, that's not all of his matches. You want like it's a Google search type thing. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the interface, on, I use the, mostly a PS3, and that's pretty good. Every, mm-hmm. But the thing with the PS3 is when you're watching live shows, every once in a while I'll skip, but I have an, also an Amazon Fire Stick, and that never happens. And I don't know if that's because more people are on the PS3 app, so it's more prone to errors, whereas the Fire Stick... I think it's just the network in general, because when I was watching Extreme Rules... Well, the thing is, the network on my Fire Stick never has a problem. Like, even WrestleMania this year, like, nothing. Like, because I don't know if it's, like, the amount of stuff. I'm sorry Forrest keeps barking. She's really mad that someone's dropping off mail today. She doesn't like that at our house. When I was watching Extreme Rules, I think I was in the main event, and I was trying to rewind to catch a spot, and I wanted to watch it again. But every time I hit, there was like a little 10-second rewind button. When I hit that, it went all the way back to the Hardy match. I'm like, good Lord. <laughs> so I had to fast forward all the way to, yeah. to almost current, and then I had to rewind a little bit. That's why I still have all these physical DVDs and Blu-rays <laughs> and everything behind me. I can just pop it in, skip things. Right. And it's speak like specifically recently, I mentioned my daughter a lot where she likes watching Bailey and Becky and all them and Sasha. She was likes seeing watching the entrances, specifically WrestleMania this year because they were super like spectacular and everything. Yeah. And the network's like loading, and then it stopped, and it goes to certain points, and it goes to the uh, I don't know like like the package or whatever, mm-hmm. and then not the match. Pop in the blue, right? Boom. Pick your chapter. Here's your bailing. Right. That's all I, th- it's, it's I think nice. that's, I wasn't sure if mine wasn't like that because the only thing I've ever used was a, was the Roku. I didn't use anything on Xbox or PlayStation before. And I want to go back and watch the, the Alexa Bliss, the women's match at WrestleMania, but I don't know, like, which so do one they not it is. have match markers on the Roku? No, they don't. Oh, they it's have only match like it's on only like PS3. every half hour. That's weird. It is. That's weird. They definitely have match markers on the PS3. So, hold on. Forest! <laughs> so it was like, you know, I got to fast forward this, and I don't want to see this part, but is this in three more minutes? So I, I go forward, and I miss the end of it, then I go back. So it's kind of a pain. It is. Where the like... DVD and Blu-rays are way better, because you got the chapters, like, okay, I go right to this, yeah. and in five minutes, you're watching. Well, not All right. even five. you got to keep talking about something. i go yell at my dog, because she's going to be barking <laughs> the next hour. Hold on. Keep talking about something, anything you want. Yeah, so wrestling. so pretty much like Talk when about, you... What? Talk about the uh, wrestling show we went to at the ballpark. Couple, remember? Which one was that? What do you mean, which one was that? <laughs> no, I remember. Yeah, so we go to, I think it was Windy City. Know, yeah, Windy City uh, Thunderbolts, I believe. But anyways, it's at Stadium uh, Standard Bank America. So we pull in, and pretty much in the middle of a baseball game that we're watching, that we, we pull in, and we come in maybe like fourth inning, and we're just kind of just waiting for the show to start, and Steve points out like, oh, hey, there's the ring. And I'm looking on the field for the ring, but it's over like – Kind of on the second floor concourse, so we make our way over there, and I don't know, just kind of checking it out, and just the ring, the ring mat is just, it's disgusting, which I don't think... It, it felt like a gym mat. Yeah, it was, I thought it was cool, but there was a lot of just, I don't There's know, stains. just a lot of stains, yeah. <laughs> so then, after I the... T- I, I think I tweeted out pictures when we were there, and like did like a video and stuff. Yeah. It was, it was hashtag pro indie wrestling, it was awesome. The uh, so they had the baseball game, 
And you could see the wrestlers. They were in, like, the suites. And this was, like, a decent minor league stadium. You know, it wasn't bad. I'd say probably around, I don't know, 75, 80 people were there at the end to watch the Yeah, there the was enough matches. people there. I thought it was I thought it was a fun show. It was kind of crowded for what it was, but it was almost like standing room only. Well, yeah, it was because it was literally on the concourse. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> like, the backgrounds, like, power lines and stuff like that. So they had, like, these – they had three matches, right? They had the – like a, a six-person match where they're doing flips. This was for the White Castle Championship, which yeah. was just hilarious. And then there the belt was, was pretty sweet. Yeah, it was a belt with a White Castle sticker. <laughs> I think it's only being defended in in that park. Yeah, and then the the main event was Cody Rhodes versus Abyss. Uh-huh. They had a good little like ten-minute match. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I liked what they did. Yeah, it was fun. And uh, I, it was like fifty-five degrees. I'm like, these guys can get cold. <laughs> <laughs> you said that the whole night. <laughs> I was cold. I was You're cold. like, Cody Rose is going to be cold. He was. I'm sure he was. I'm assuming he was. It was anyway. so strange to see him. Like, I know he's doing what he loves, and it was just so strange to see him. Like, well, I pointed out, I'm like, last year this guy was in front of 100,000 people at WrestleMania. Now he's at a ballpark in Crestwood or, or wherever we were, Midlothian, yeah, Illinois. Yeah. And I don't I mean, know, he's got the suit on. Like, he's smiling. He's taking pictures, signing autographs. I'm like, this guy really does love what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, and also, it's not like he's doing this every week. He's playing big shows. Like, he's in Japan. He'll play, like, Ring of Honor shows and things like that, too. So sure, He's not sure. just doing these tiny one-offs. And it's good for, I guess, the promoters that he comes in. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how much he makes or whatever or what he's guaranteed. Mm-hmm. It can't be a ton, but it can't be nothing for him to drive out there for it. The next day, he was going from Chicago to New York for another indie show. So he yeah. does love what he's doing. Before we get into our, our subject for the day, I wanted to talk about something that I asked Eric to look up. This was in the network. This was the um, it was in it was the Raw, not right after WrestleMania 12, but two Raws after. It was like April 16th or something like that. And what was awesome was it was a cool show. Like lots of stuff happened, but afterwards they're they're talking about all night. Like we're going to hear from Brett the Hitman Hart. You know, we're going to hear because he lost to Shawn Michaels. What he has to say. So Brett is at his, I guess, home in Calgary or whatever, and he's talking about how it wasn't fair what happened to him for his match. And, like, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be kind of like a whiny heel type thing, you could tell. But he's making a lot of good points. Like, he's like, first off, they went over and over again, 60 minutes, 60 minutes. I didn't sign up for a 62-minute match. He prepared for 60 minutes. He prepared for 60 minutes. And I had him, and he goes, and, he goes, if, and then I love this other point he brought up. He goes, if we were going to keep going, I wouldn't have t- taken the sharpshooter off of him. Because if you remember, he had the sharpshooter on Sean right. where the countdown was going. And Brett's like, he was in the middle of the ring. There's no way he was getting out of that. And he goes, if I knew we are going to do overtime, I wouldn't have let go of the sharpshooter. He would eventually get, <laughs> like, you're right. Yeah, you're right, yeah. Brett. And then he goes, he's like, you know, I, I knew my I was waiting for him to make one mistake. And he made it. And I caught him. Just, yeah. like, I, just like I knew he would. And you're like, you know what? Brett was right. Brett got screwed here. This is like <laughs> I think adult, so. This is adult me talking. Kid me, but check it out. I'll look up the exact date. I'll, I'll tweet out the link to it, or I guess the date you can find on the network. I believe it was March, or I'm sorry, April 15th of 1996. And those bras are only like 40 minutes on the network because they were hours at the time. They yeah. fly through them. I thought it was a good interview. And even when I think they did at the end of the night when he was going out in the parking lot getting into his car to yeah. leave, <laughs> I forgot what he said. Get but the he, fuck out of here. Something like that. <laughs> and he, he went in the car in his, his wrestling gear, yeah. his rental car, didn't shower. He's like, I'm right. out of here. I'm going to I think the go. commentators uh, pointed that out, too. <laughs> that he didn't even change. He yeah. was so mad. <laughs> well, that's stuff that everybody could agree was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some stuff that inexplicably you like. But everybody else hates. You mentioned already your little your typhoon turning on the bushwhackers. Yeah. Here's what I want to do. I want to talk about the 
ep- the episode of Raw, where Vince McMahon was revealed as the higher power of the ministry. Everybody hated this. If you remember, there was, there was this was back in 98, 99. And there's a long storyline with The Undertaker and the Ministry of Darkness, and he's got Shane McMahon on his side, and they want to take over the World Wrestling Federation, and they want to get the title off of Austin. They want all these demands from Vince. In order to get those, they start stalking Stephanie and terrifying her and kidnapping her and on forcing her to marry him until Austin saved her. All this stuff was happening to get back at Vince. And then it's revealed, and they keep talking about a higher power, a higher uh-huh. power. And there were so many rumors of who it was going to be. I heard Eric Bischoff was going to be, because at the time he was kind of in and out of WCW. You heard, uh, who else did I hear? I don't remember who I heard. I remember Bischoff was the one where like, it's going to be Bischoff. It's going to be uh-huh. crazy. So then he's walking down the aisle, and then Shane's like, he's got the cloak on and everything Vince does. And Shane's in the ring with Undertaker. He looks up on the Titan Tron. He says, Vince, get out here. And Vince is on the Tron. I'm happy just where I'm at. So, okay, if it's not, Vince didn't even enter my mind. But Vince is in a suit on the Tron. No, he was in a tank top. Okay, but he's not in the cloak. No, no, no. So all of a sudden they reveal it, and he pulls it back. It was me, Austin. He's in the ring. It was me all along. And the crowd goes, and (laughs) Jerry thinks, like, oh, son of a bitch. Do you remember watching like this higher no. power? No. You, you were watching at the higher power? I was watching off and on. This was 99, 2000. What were you doing in 99, I don't know. I was... Nothing. I was cruising. <laughs> I was hanging out, partying. <laughs> I might have been like 21, 22. Those were the good years. <laughs> but I did catch them off and on, and I've seen replays of things, but... Yeah. Don't scream into the microphone. Oh, blow me, my ears out. Let me sit back then. Here, here's the... Uh, four is barking again, so don't worry about it. Here, I think I got the video of Vince being revealed as the higher power. There's an ad for first but everybody was so mad like it makes no sense why i'm like i don't care he but you did, loved it yes he did all this just to get back at austin like that's all he did was just to get back at austin which was like he tortured his daughter just to get back at stone cold steve austin that was hilarious here hold on one second forest stop i kind of talked away from mike sorry if i yelled at anybody but here's vince reveal as the higher power JR's relaxed. JR's reaction. <laughs> we did. We all bought it. I'm going to go back and play this again because there's the initial like crowd going, <gasps> then, come on, not Vince. <laughs> hey, like, here, this is one more time. Here it is. Listen for the reaction. Who could it be? It's me, Austin! Oh, son of a bitch! It's me, Austin! <laughs> I love JR's call there. Everything about this is great. Why, God? I don't know. I loved it. I just loved Vince as the higher power. <laughs> I think Vince was such a... Mr. McMahon was such a great character. Like He could still do it today. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a little fragile now, but he can still do it today. Yeah. What do you got? What's something you, besides? We'll go. We will finish with <laughs> Typhoon Twenty on the bushwhacker. The what? only other one I could really think of was when NWO was with Wolf. Well, there was NWO Wolfpack, kind of led by Kevin Nash, and then NWO Hollywood. So, like by 1998, 
they were already split. So it's NWO red and black, NWO black and white. And it just got to be too many people in this damn thing. <laughs> like, it started in 96. You could throw a stone in 98 and hit somebody with an NWO shirt. Like Disco was an NWO. Disco Inferno. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I mean, just name anybody, and they were probably in NWO. So NW, the two NWOs are kind of at each other's throats, and Red and Black is like the cool one, so everybody's like rooting for the cool one. Hollywood is the bad one. So now it's just like an NWO show. Like, there's really nothing going on with WCW. Um characters <clears throat> so then there's some sort of challenge and kevin nash and hogan are going for the title okay. and it's just the I, finger, know, I know what you're getting at and here. the finger poke of doom <laughs> hogan just hits nash in the chest nash drops hogan covers him wins it everybody's like oh this is bull <laughs> you know why is this but i thought it was cool because i'm like finally they can kind of come together again there's one nwo it turned out to be nwo elite so I didn't think that was cool afterwards, but I thought the moment that they did that and kind of worked together again was cool. Everyone was so pissed at that, too, because Nash had beat Goldberg, beat his streak, and yeah. they just did this. And this was going up against, I believe I believe it was the Foley it was. winning the title. Yeah, the Foley title change. Yeah. So you, I was obviously watching the Foley title change. <laughs> I was watching the WCW. You were watching the finger. So you were the guy that loved the finger bubble doom. I love listening to Kevin Nash in shooting reviews defended. He's like, look, y'all bought it. Bunch of marks. <laughs> what can it I just, say? I think it got back to what NWO was. Like, I don't know. Just making people hate them. Not making people cool. hate them and kind of separating themselves from WCW because it just got to where that's all, that's all that show became was Wolfpack and Hollywood and and the B team NWO and mm -hmm. I don't know it just got to be kind of ridiculous by that point but yeah it was it was a, definitely a memorable moment for sure I don't know if I remember what I was thinking at the time when it happened I was just so focused on WWF uh, yeah. and so happy that WWF was starting to turn around because I hated WWF I just loved it that like gotcha like they're just like high five and they're like oh, 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 oh. yeah like, and, yeah brother yeah. they're just like you know Wolfpack signing each other with the two suites and just I don't know embracing and yeah. Hogan was kind of lame he well he was <laughs> but I think he was just trying to act like a twenty year old but he. You know, because then he was wearing like the big baggy cargo shorts and the, <laughs> and the flannel shirts, and yeah, I don't know. It was, but it was fun. <laughs> it was, and it was a memorable thing. And I just, like I said, love listening to Kevin Nash and shoot. He's like, "Look, man, Marks are pissed because they got they got got. They don't like it. What can I say? <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> I got paid. <laughs> he always gets paid. <laughs> <laughs> My next one." This is, I think, kind of turning around a little bit. I think I'm finding a lot more people are in the same boat as me, but it's still kind of a consensus that no one liked this guy. It was Ahmed Johnson? I loved Ahmed. <laughs> like I'm like when he won the title from Goldust, IC title '96. I'm like hell yeah. And I actually just recently watched the King of the Ring '96 where he won. Totally forgot the super homophobic storyline between Ahmed and Goldust. Yeah. It's like Goldust gave him mouth to mouth resuscitation, so he's got right. gold. Ahmed's got gold paint all over his face <clears throat> and obviously it always turned out eventually that it was all mind games from gold dust and everything like that but i don't know why i just think even now like i'll watch him like he's not great in the ring but he's just this big hulking barreling guy <laughs> and he was like my next okay he's gonna be the champion someday i thought did you have any ahmed feelings <laughs> not really i mean that was kind of the time where i just i don't know 
they were just kind of blah, like all the well, characters this, it was. and the stories. I mean, 96 was like, 95, 96 was like. Yeah, I wasn't that into him. I mean, like, okay, cool. <laughs> but it, he didn't strike me as like, oh, my God, that guy's awesome. And I love this finisher, the Pearl River Plunge. Pl- yeah, yeah, plunge. Pearl River Plunge. You know, awesome theme music, and he's badass, man. Yeah. And also the King of the Ring 96, they had guys, I don't know if you remember this, like in royalty clothes, opening and closing the doors, like for a king. Yeah. Ahmed freaking kicks the door down and knocks them both over. <laughs> That's my guy, Ahmed Johnson. And you don't have a ton. I'll stay on this 96 area. You may not remember this, but this was the Shawn Michaels British Bulldog storyline um, right after Shawn became the champ. And it was basically Diana, who was British Bulldog's wife at the time, accusing Shawn Michaels of coming on to her and making moves and all that. Mm-hmm. And Shawn's like, this is bogus. This isn't me. This is crap. And they did a promo, which I remember loving, right before it was either either before the Beware of Dog pay per view or before King of the Ring, where Sean like is in the ring with British Bulldog and his wife Diana, and I think Jim Cornette's in there, and they're all saying, you know, this is you, you're a you're a scumbag, and blah blah blah, you're not a great role model like you claim you are as a champ. That's Cornette. Yeah. <laughs> and Sean goes takes the mic very calmly. He goes, Diana, with all due respect, do not flatter yourself and then bulldog just beats the shit out of him like attacking him and like a lot of people i've read i always just assumed everyone loved it a lot of people like this was a dumb storyline didn't draw any money all that other stuff but i loved it i thought it was a great storyline i could see liking that yeah even now it'd be kind of cool because even just those two had i thought had good chemistry good matches yeah yeah even now they think they could pull something like that off that raw you had me watch did they did they wrestle each other no Shawn michaels wrestled jerry lawler in a really fun main event on one of the Raws. I feel like I've watched something with Bulldog and Sean recently. Yeah. That's I mean, probably part of it. Yeah, it was around that time frame. <clears> that makes sense. But that was just a... F- maybe that's maybe that Saturday Night Main Event. <laughs> yeah. So Eric wanted to do a Saturday Night's Main Event show, and he, he texted me. I'm like, okay. My, I don't know. I'm like, I'm not really sure. I'll think about it. Then he texts me back going, well, I like, didn't watch anymore. So like five happened. days later. <laughs> <sighs> Whatever. Whatever. You got. You want to go to You want to go to one of yours? Or you just have Typhoon? And that's that's <laughs> all I've got. <laughs> Before we go on, I want to give a couple of shout-outs to people I asked. I said on Twitter, like, if you like or retweet this, I will. So we've got a couple of people. We've got uh, Sammy, at Sammy Cassell, our boy for, who gave us the suggestion last week, who also is not the basketball player, I found out, unfortunately. But he's in. He's buddies with a few people at the Pro Wrestling Torch. Uh, Pro Wrestling Torch is something I always read growing up, like online sheets. That was mm-hmm. like one of the first things I was able to find online. So he's buddies with those guys, and they're still going. Wade Keller's the he's always on Austin's podcast. I think he's the editor yeah. of Pro Wrestling Torch. So uh, Sammy's on there at Sammy Cassell. You could follow him. Always our buddy Kerry at WWE Squared Circle SQD Circle guy. He was at the Extreme Rules show taking pictures. Poor guy. So yeah, I don't know if you know this at those pay per views. The first three rows you get to bring home a commemorative chair, and he. You check it, like luggage or whatever, like a, and he took a picture, and Southwest just bent the shit out of his chair. Oh, man, that's he's terrible. Like, he's like, hey, Southwest, what's up? Thanks for the $50 voucher for this chair. It's worth way more than that. So he's, he's not too happy, so poor guy. Anyway, give him a follow. Give him a like. Yell so at who is this? Form. It's Kerry at WWE Squared Circle. I've I been thought he was before. in Chicago. He is. So he flew He flew from Chicago to Chicago. Oh, I got what you're saying. So he went to the Extreme Rules show, flew back. They bent the I'm crap thinking, out of the I'm thinking a couple weekends back when they were in Chicago. Oh, yeah, <laughs> This yeah. was not in Chicago. <laughs> no, Extreme Rules was in Baltimore. <laughs> okay. And I still haven't seen the main event yet. I'll get to it. I watched the rest of the show. It was okay. I thought the It's K- really good. The main event is? Yeah. Okay, I'll definitely watch it. It's just, 
you know, I, I that Sunday I had a hockey game, didn't get home till twelve thirty at night, and I was thinking yeah. about just watching it. I'm like, I'm gonna fall asleep if I start watching it. And then yeah. There's like a cool team up between you two people. You accidentally spoiled it for me. I went on Facebook for like a half second. Like, Cubs win. Joe wins. I'm like, thanks, asshole. If I wanted news and rumors, wouldn't be on your Facebook page. Oh, I'm sorry. Anyway. But anyways, there's a cool team up. Okay. I don't know. A lot of cool spots. I'll it. check it out. Uh, we also got, you can follow Man Cave Podcast, our buddies Jeff and Sean, at Man Cave Podcast. They're doing Man Cave Championship Wrestling, which is fantasy fiction wrestling. And anyone's welcome to join it. So you can check them out at Man Cave Podcast. And we've got another podcast called Greetings from Allentown. They do really old school shows, like random, like WCW Worldwide or anything like that. They're at GF Allentown. So Greetings mm-hmm. from Allentown, follow them. And then also, what do we have? The Ringside Podcast. Um, Talked talk with those guys about a little bit last week about potentially doing a crossover show. Also, the Bits for You podcast. Talked about them potentially doing a crossover show. So if anyone else wants to get a shout out on our show or wants to come on sometime or has a subject idea let us know we'd love to have more more feedback more anything on the show it's like i said a few weeks ago i think i posted i don't we obviously don't have a million downloads or even a hundred thousand or even like a thousand downloads a week but we have enough where i can see that a couple people at least are listening it's obviously more than a couple but yeah enough people are listening to make it seem like okay i'm not just talking to you in my room here <laughs> Which I, I guess we kind of are, but enough people seem to enjoy it and seem to like what we're doing. And I have some ideas coming up for hopefully getting more wrestlers on, more independent wrestlers to try to come on the show. Maybe more some of the super fans that go to these shows get live reports from them. Just just ideas. I've got to expand. I, I, I could talk about it now. I was going to wait to the end of the show, but the whatamaneuver.net store is a show, a, a t-shirt shop that a lot of independent wrestlers and shows use to sell. I actually found out about them. Uh, Delilah Doom uses them in addition to pro wrestling tees, but I think her What a Maneuver shirts look kind of cooler. Mm-hmm. And also uh, the Fully Posable podcast, they do like a figures podcast. You should listen to them. You get all your figure inside info. Okay. Yeah, Fully Posable. <laughs> I'm in groups. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, they uh, also have some shirts I found out at whatamaneuver.net. And we m- might have a shirt for sale. And at whatamaneuver.net, Eric and I came up with a pretty funny design I think is cool. And it's like, a shirt that I think isn't doesn't scream wrestling shirt, which I think some people will like. Uh, I'll post it up maybe tomorrow. Or maybe Do they have like a base price for shirts? Yeah. So basically, the shirts are like twenty two bucks or twenty bucks, which is standard for a shirt. The yeah. shipping get, shipping get a little pricey. So what I'm going to do is, if any, if we do get this, sh- I'll get more details later. But once we get the site up or the store up and running, if you buy a shirt and you just tweet me either a picture of your receipt or even you wearing it or whatever. I will let you pick the topic of the show, and if you want to come on, you can come on. So that's, I guess, a reward. Because I know ship. That's the thing. Like shipping sucks. I think shipping's like six or seven bucks. It gets yeah. expensive. Like you're you're looking at twenty seven bucks for a t shirt, which is a lot of money. I get it. Um, and honestly, the kickback from them, all it would go towards, would be paying, helping to pay for the monthly server fees we have to pay for to keep the show free for everybody. Yeah. And I'm never ever going to charge or anything like that ever, or ask for money or anything like that. So, yeah, or never do a Patreon or, or whatever you want to do. Um, or do an Amazon link. Yeah, the Amazon link. I'm never going to do any of that stuff because it's just, I mean, this is fun for me to do every week. Or yeah. At least try to do every week. But, again, I'll, I'll get more info up hope, this week, guys. After this week's show comes out, and give me some feedback if you would if you would want or not. If you do, I'll definitely put the site up for sale. There's a small setup fee, but I'm not worried about that. Um, it's basically an on-demand printing shirt, and they have different varieties. You can get our design on a hoodie or whatever, but the standard T-shirt's like 20 something bucks. So, yeah. 
And thanks to Eric for, I gave him the concept. He designed it. So thank you. Eric also designed our logo, the PPW podcast logo you see on Twitter. So thank him for that because I have no idea how to do that stuff. So I'm the design guy. Sure. <laughs> design guy. My, my raw talents yeah. are being discovered. It is. One step at a time. Yeah. I used to do other stuff in the past. I, w- I would design graphics for T-shirts, websites, stuff mm-hmm. like that for my own thing. But And I made flyers for other people, but it was never anything that I, that I did seriously. It was, but it was like, fun. Well, didn't you do like music promotion stuff too a little bit? Yeah, I would, I would design the flyers, the posters, the banners, like everything that yeah. went along with it. Um, it was fun. I liked doing it. Cool. Let's go back into the next thing that I liked that everybody else hated. And this, I think you'll kind of agree with me on. I liked the fact that we did not get Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair WrestleMania 8. You liked that? Yes. And I'll tell you why. One, at the time when I was a kid, I didn't know who the hell Ric Flair was because I didn't watch NWA. And I was like, why do I care? But what there this were a lot of fans that did. I, again, this is what everybody hated, yeah. but I liked. Oh, I got you. <laughs> Pay attention now. Keep up with me here. <laughs> well, I guess I'm going to be like, yeah, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I'm like, I'm like, why should I care who this guy is? Hulk Hogan should be facing Macho Man. Uh-huh. Hulk Hogan should be facing some Ultimate Warrior or Sid Justice, which he did face, or The Undertaker. I'm like, anybody. I'm like, I don't care about this Ric Flair guy. And then <laughs> they had the press conference where I was like, okay, well, at least Hogan's going to get the title back. I was cool with that. Mm-hmm. But then they had all this stuff happen, ended up going with Macho Man versus Ric Flair, which was like, oh, sweet. I always loved Macho Man. Always liked his, I loved his comeback story of the reinstate the Macho Man with the Jerry yeah. Snake. I loved all that stuff. So it was a full circle for, well, full circle for him. I was super pumped about it. I still am to this day. For Savage? Yeah. And for the, the... I don't care that we didn't get that match. I mean, I watched I some of the matches I honestly think later. that I, Savage and Flair was... It was a way better match. Yeah. And they had matches that year on, like, house shows. And they're on DVD releases and stuff I had. They're just okay. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's... They were still trying to find each other's chemistry and all that stuff. They did have a good match later when Hogan went to WCW, that Bash of the Beat show. Yeah. I thought that was a really good match. But... It had so many bells and whistles, like Mr. T was there, and Shaq was there, Sherry. and Sherry, and there was like interference and all that stuff, so it wasn't a straight wrestling match. Yeah. Um, the Macho Man Ric Flair had all that, too, but it was part of the story. It was yeah. part of the She Was Mine Before She Was Yours Miss Elizabeth story. This was in 92, or, yeah, 92, in WrestleMania 8. Yeah, I was watching at the time. I knew about Ric Flair, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that'll be cool, because I'm reading in magazines, and magazines are telling me, like, oh, yeah, this is the best of, you know, NWA, WCW, this is the best of this. What would happen if this were to happen? So then it came to the point to where it could have happened. And I'm like, well, why isn't it happening? Then we get Hogan and Sid. I'm like, oh, I don't even like Sid <laughs> in WWF. I liked him in WCW. <laughs> I mean, I've been over this a million times. I was just concerned that Hogan was going to retire. <laughs> yeah. I didn't care who he was facing. I'm like, oh. And Sid, to me, seemed like it would make sense for Hogan. It's mm-hmm. like, he okay, this guy's on Hogan's level. That That's eight-year-old me, by the way, or yeah. seven-year-old me. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Hogan's I really like level. Sid in WCW. There's a few guys that, I don't know, that WWF just kind of dropped the ball on. I don't know. But Sid was awesome in WCW. He came over to WWF and he was kind of... Sid Vicious? Sid Vicious. He was awesome. He was the master of the... Ruler of the world. He was just no, like that cut was, throat. that was WWF. He was, I'm the master. No, he did the same thing in WCW. And he talks through his teeth. Yeah. Favorite Sid moments when he screws up the interview and he's like talking with Jim Ross. <laughs> he screws up. He's like, we start over. And Jim Ross is like, we're live, pal. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. The back of it, like, in your house pay-per-view or something. That was hilarious. I think just maybe the guys that he wrestled in WCW I thought was, I don't know, just better. 
Okay. Like Sting and Mick Foley. Better than Cactus the, Jack. Better than The Undertaker Vader. and Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan. Yeah. You're wrong there. No, I think so. <laughs> I'm not wrong. That's what I think. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Forrest today. I think my neighbor's outside. And you got the door open. Is You didn't close the door? No, it was open when I came in. Go back down and close the door. That's why she's barking so much. I'm going to make you do that while I talk about this. Yeah, so my neighbors across the street are, are like painting their van or something like that with spray paint. My poor dog's going nuts out there. Sorry, guys. You heard Forrest in the background barking like crazy because Eric left the door open. Um, but anyway, we were talking about guys that you didn't, that everybody, I guess, loved, or I'm sorry, everybody hated that I loved. I mentioned Ahmed Johnson. Another guy that I loved and no one liked seemed to be was Glacier. And I think I liked him so much, one, because his entrance was awesome. If you don't know who Glacier was, he was in WCW in 1996. He made his debut with a bunch of vignettes. Like, the vignettes were Blood Runs Cold. Did you close the door, Eric? Yeah. Thanks. I wonder why the dog's barking so much. <laughs> I just figure it's a nice, uh, you know, 70, breezy, cool day. I'm, t- I'm talking about a guy I loved everybody hated, Glacier, in WCW. And he, he had all these vignettes, like Blood Runs Cold. You know who he was. And if you remember, his first uh, feud was with Big Bubba, a.k.a. the Big Boss Man, uh-huh. who we love on this show, obviously. And Big Boss Man was kind of promo was like, where's Glacier? Where is he? And then Glacier's debut comes out. It's all blue. He's basically Sub-Zero from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Like, snow is falling in the arena. I just, he was just a video game character come to life for me. And it, in 1996, when I was 11, 12 years old, it was perfect for me as a fan. <laughs> like, oh, this is, this is my guy. Yeah. He didn't get, he, he did like the kicks and stuff like that. And I also liked him because in the WWNW Revenge video game, he had awesome moves. Mm-hmm. So he was just my guy. I remember playing him in the video games. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Glacier the character? He was just a guy to you. Because, again, you're like a couple of years just, there's like a weird cutoff with yeah. age. It's like, there's like a three-year, like when you're younger, three years is like the biggest thing in the oh, world. It's like now, 20. <laughs> yeah. So I could see why you're like, this is fucking late. And I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> I think Glacier kind of, I don't know, did he come around like when? He came around 96. Like Raven's Flock and like everybody kind of had groups in WCW. No. Or LWO. Like no, everybody no, 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 no. Was It was way before that. Way okay. before that. He kind of faded off by the time the NWO started. Okay. Yeah. So he's, he debuted pretty much right before, pretty close b- to before when Hall and Nash debuted. Oh, okay. In WCW. That kind of like buried him too. He kind of got a push to the side. Yeah. He never made the NWO, I don't think. No. <laughs> he sure didn't. But he was just a guy that I, I don't know why. I just loved him. I loved, loved Glacier. And speaking of WCW guys that I like, we mentioned guys going back and forth from WWF, WCW. I loved Lex Luger when mm-hmm. he came to WWF. And the Lex Express tour, I loved. And I, I did wa- too. I wanted so bad because he came to, uh, at the time, Comiskey Park, which is a little White Sox play, and was in the booth with like, Hawk Harrelson, the announcer, like doing interview, like promoting the, the SummerSlam show coming uh, out. Because for you guys you don't know, most of you probably should if you're listening to this show, the Lex Express was... The shit. <laughs> yes. It was literally Lex on a bus going across America making He was like stops. campaigning. Yeah, to try to get a title shot versus Yokozuna. <laughs> it was the best idea. Yeah, because he had turned babyface in July that year when mm-hmm. he slammed Yokozuna. Because up until then, he was a narcissist, Lex Luger, everybody, like arrogant heel. Yeah. And Yokozuna was the evil Japanese champion who was not really Japanese, but whatever. And he had what was called the body slam challenge. Like, nobody can slam me. Yeah. 
It was on the USS Intrepid in New York. And all these guys, I remember they did like a special. All these guys trying to slam him. I think Crush got him up, but then like blew his back out. Yeah. And then Mr. It was like embarrassing America on America's birthday. And then all of a sudden a freaking helicopter comes and lands. Lex Luger comes out in cowboy boots and jeans and slams Yoko Zuna. And the, <laughs> the crowd was going nuts. And I'm like, all right, here's my new hero. Yeah. I'm in. I lost Hogan. I got Lex. And then the Lex Express started. You liked the Lex Express too? I did. I liked what was going on. With you liked Lex? <laughs> you, did you, yeah. I've always kind of liked Lex Luger. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Me too. And there was a part of that body slam challenge where Crush hurt his back. I think went into a storyline. I don't know if anybody liked it, but I thought it was kind of cool. The Randy Savage. Yeah, we could talk about that. Crush. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You want? Do you want? You go. We'll talk about that one because a lot of people didn't like their match at WrestleMania 10, the Crush Macho Man. But you could tell the Crush. I mean, I don't really remember like a whole lot about. It. I remember um, Savage and him were like. It seemed like they were friends. Like yeah. Savage was on uh, commentary, was always like talking about how great he looks and how great he is, mm-hmm. and this, this, and that. Because at the time, Crush was more like he wasn't Demolition Crush anymore. He was like Kona Crush. Yeah, like Shaka Bra. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this is kind of goofy. <laughs> but he wore like bright orange and purple. And... I didn't know that he was the Demolition Crush. No, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. So the Kona Crush and and Savage is like, oh yeah, this guy's awesome, all that kind of stuff. So then I don't know something where he hurts his back. And then he bitches at Savage, like, you weren't there for me. You, you skipped you, a, Yeah, you skipped a, a step. Like, they, you told him yeah. to go in there? Well, what happened was, on Raw, after he hurt his back, he had a match with Yoko, and Yoko, like, crushed him and okay. smashed him. And, yeah. then, and he yelled, and when he came back a few weeks later, he yelled at Machman for not coming to help him, which is, like, silly. Like, he, he was the announcer. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, could, I like that, too. That was in 93. That was a good story that I but back to the Lex Express. Right. <laughs> uh, so, so maybe that's another one I, I, for, I should have answered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the Lex Express, so I mentioned he was at the Sox, White Sox Stadium, and I wanted to go so bad to, like, see the bus and maybe get a glimpse of Lex, but I think it was on, like, a school night or something. My mom was like, oh, man. It's out of your damn mind. You think you're going downtown tonight? For that <laughs> stupid. Yeah, for that garbage. <laughs> Lex Express. For the wrestling. You know what's funny? If it was on like a day where my dad was on like a Wednesday, he probably would have taken me. Oh, I'm sure he would like, have. Because like he humored me enough. Like he didn't win the big fan, <laughs> but he humored me with it. I think he would have taken me. Yeah. That's one of my regrets. I didn't get to see the Lex Express bus. And also, if you get a chance, when you watch the SummerSlam 93 pay-per-view, there's a music video like, Be Your Hero. Like, that's the that's song. Montage. Yeah. And like, he's like on top of the bus with his shirt off, like yeah. posing and stuff. Hell yeah. <laughs> Wearing all American Zumbas and all that stuff. Pants. Love the Lex Express. Not a lot of people did. No? I'm surprised. Well, according to numbers, like, I guess they didn't put the title on him because he wasn't drawing money or getting over with fans and all that. I guess maybe not everybody, but he got. Yeah, I don't know. Me. He got me. Me too. So he's got two people. He could have been the champ. This is going to be out of left field. But the other thing <laughs> I just glanced down. I forgot I put this. So what I liked was the first Marine movie with John Cena. Uh huh. Did you ever see it? Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was, it was all right. Was a, I thought it was a really with WWE stuff. I don't expect to be like, oh my god, this is the best movie ever. Like it was cool. It, it was, was fine. It had it had Bill, what's his name in it? Um, the term the guy from the Terminator, uh, the guy who says this your boy. Tells the actor's name. I don't know. I'm gonna look him up. Yeah, the Marine was just a great movie, and the the storyline because it's so over the top and ridiculous. But the storyline is. John Cena is a former Marine that comes back to civilian life uh-huh. and kind of just gets caught up in some goofy scheme, just like your typical action yeah. movie. But he's trying to adjust to civilian life, and he's a 
like a security guard at a an office building. Uh-huh. And this one guy's being a huge dick, and he's like an, your typical evil office guy. And I love he answers the phone, and he goes, and the cell phone in the elevator goes, you got the drink! Like, makes answers like a total dick. I think John Cena's throwing him through a window or something like that. Yeah. What year did that come out? Uh, let me look it up right now. The like 2008? It might have been before that. Because I remember watching it when I lived in Chicago. 2006. Yeah, I'm like, okay, this movie's not bad. <laughs> like, I think it's just like a typical guy movie. It is, it is. And also there's an awesome part where, what's his name, John Cena basically f- explodes a gas station and walks through it. Like, Yeah, I think I remember that part. <laughs> and that's the only Marine movie I've watched. Me too. Me- no, I, I watched the one with Mr. Kennedy. I didn't finish it, though. If there's Kennedy, maybe Morrison, The Miz. I mean, there's... Way too many. <laughs> Robert Robert Patrick was the name we were looking for, by the way. Okay. The actor. Because there's a part when like they're chasing him down and Robert Patrick's driving and the one guy goes, This guy's like the Terminator. And then Robert Patrick looks at the camera, like, you know I was from the Terminator. Yeah, like fourth wall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is I like dumb movies every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But that was just a movie. I'm but a lot of people did shit on it. I don't know what they were expecting. <laughs> yeah, like what are you expecting? <laughs> it's a low budget action movie with a wrestler. You know, just kind of honing his chops a little bit. <laughs> we talked about this before, I think, in a Royal Rumble show, but I don't remember your thoughts. The 94 Rumble with the finish, where they both at the same time, mm-hmm. what do you think of that? Because a lot of people like thought like it was dumb, like they screwed up, Brett should have won, just on his own. No, I didn't think it was dumb. It was the first time I saw it, I'm like, and I was, I was interested to see what happened. Yeah, it was. I liked it. I, that's another thing. I like, think. I mean, it was, I was younger, too, so, I mean, it wasn't like... I like it even now, though, as an adult. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. A good finish. Again, Lex Luger guy. Loved Lex. Also yeah. like Brett. So it was perfect for me. Like, my two favorite... Like, this is my ideal scenario. The two guys I wanted to win, both won. Yeah. You know, if you watch Extreme Rules... Did you watch all of it? Did you watch the Hardy match? Yeah. So the Hardys, I thought maybe they were going to try to do it that way when... Um, Cesaro and Sheamus yeah. were scaling down, and they were going to, you know, mm-hmm. Hardy's going out the door. I thought they were going to try to do it again. I mean, it just seems to be more often that they try yeah. to do that. Well, the Royal Rumble. That was the first time I seen it. The last time they did it, the Royal Rumble was when they screwed it up with Cena and Batista. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, I don't remember the last time they did one. It's time. It's time to do one again. What's yeah. new again, right? But Brett and Luger, that was, that was the first for me, and I was like, oh my God, I think I wanted Brett to win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another one that I liked was I liked the Ultimate Warriors like 12 second match with Triple H or WrestleMania 12. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to me it made sense. I didn't want a competitive match but when I did watch it when Hunter Triple H hit the pedigree and the Warrior with like the first couple seconds of the match I was like <laughs> it's over? What the fuck? This <laughs> bullshit. And then the Warrior kicked out and put the shit out. I'm like this is perfect. Little kid. I just think back watching that I imagine like <laughs> Warrior like no selling the the pedigree and getting right back up and like squashing him with like six minutes. No, it was like six seconds. It was like it was like a thirty. Second no, I'm match. sorry, seconds. Yeah, it was like a Not thirty minutes. second match. I just remember that match was so short. I'm like, oh my god, that was stupid. <laughs> stupid or awesome. I really loved the Warrior, but I thought that kind of finish was or that kind of match was just. <laughs> I wanted more Warrior. <laughs> I didn't want it to be over that quick. Let's, I think the, I, I would put that match up as as ridiculous as Sheamus hitting uh, Brian with the boot. No. Like, it was so quick and it was over. Well, the, no, no, no. The Sheamus-Brian match was for a title. <laughs> There's no... and it, We'll take the title out of it. We can't take the title out because the title was in it. So, no. And they're not the same yeah. at all. Not the same at all. Uh, let's go to your... Ty- let's let's get to it. Typhoon turns on the bushback. I don't remember this at all, so go so ahead. So, when I was younger, there were a lot of a lot of weird tag teams. Like, the not... Uh, 
what were they, Rougeau Brothers, yeah. uh, Bushwhackers, uh, Nasty Boys kind of came in, um, early 90s, whatever. So there were, I think, a lot of a lot of cool tag teams, but I never really liked the Bushwhackers. I thought they were fun, but I never really thought they were, I don't know, competitive. I just th- always thought they would be the ones that get to lose. And then Typhoon was kind of just, I don't know, a buffoon. <laughs> I before didn't you, like Ty. I mean, uh, Tugboat. Before you go on, I'm going to tell my, this was on the show before, but it's my favorite Bushwhacker story ever because KB <laughs> told it. So KB, when he was on with KBWrestlingReviews.com, went to WrestleCon this last year, in case you guys didn't hear the story, and he met Luke of the Bushwhackers. And he was telling him, like, you know, I loved you when I was a kid. He goes, you know, when you guys came to a show in my hometown, you licked me in the front row. <laughs> And he's like, Luke looked at me like I was the weirdo for bringing it up <laughs> when he was the one that did it. <laughs> right. So that just made me laugh. Look at all your type tugboat stories. So there. tugboat to me was just, I don't know, I think he was more for kids because I was getting a little bit older. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was lame. He was Hogan's buddy, like the storyline-wise, that's what they made it look like. So there's Bushwhackers and teaming up with Tugboat, going against the Nasty Boys and Earthquake. And Earthquake and Tugboat were kind of going back and forth for a couple weeks. So as the match is going on, Tugboat's not getting tagged in. Um, they're going back and forth. Earthquaker come, Earthquaker. <laughs> Earthquake comes in, the Nasty Boys are... The Quaker. Yeah, everybody's kind of tagging each other on the other side, but Butch and Luke are the only ones tagging in. Um Tugboat kind of walks away. He's like, out oh, of hell with this. And he leaves them to get beat up by the three. And then he comes in later and joins in with the Nasty Boys and Earthquake beating up on the Bushwhackers. And he joins in, too. And the commentary, I wish I remembered it. But it was just so amazing. Like, oh, my God, Tugboat's turning on these people. I'm like, who screwed Tugboat? Let, let's let's see if Tugboat turns. Let's see if Tugboat turns on the Bushwhackers. <laughs> comes up on YouTube. Tugboat turns. Turns heel. Here it is. Let's see. I hope it does. <laughs> All right. It is. It's it's an official WWE video. So, I've never seen this before. It's a it's a it's it's a cool match. All right. An ad. If you want to find out where the uh, natural disasters kind of came from, this is where it's at. All right. Here we go. It's loading up. So here we go. Here's the tugboat turns in the bushwhackers. You didn't make this up. So <laughs> no. Why would I? I might remember this. The tugboat just kind of act like, oh, I don't even want to be in this match. <laughs> How long is it? Like a, like a minute. And the, one of the things I liked was Roddy Piper. Like, he was so, like, excited and made me believe and, I don't know, made me like what was going on. What's going on? <laughs> Macho Man trying to defend him. <laughs> That's my buddy. And I think why I like this, because I like Jimmy Hart, I like the Nasty Voice, Earthquake was okay, <laughs> and then all of that together, and then to Tugboat kind of join them, I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> but my friends was like, my friends were pissed, because <laughs> he turned on the Bushwhackers. Well, it makes sense, because good guy, right. bad guy type of thing. 
that's a pretty good moment. I'm glad I got. I'm sure. I'm sure I was watching because it, it was on a Superstars episode. Yeah. I just don't remember how they. I just. I guess I don't remember how they formed. I do remember when they turned good and dumped Jimmy Hart. I like that moment a lot. Okay, I'll have to look into that one. I like, but I like the natural disasters, and then they end up losing the tag titles to Money Inc. So um, there, I don't know if we're in the same group on Facebook. It's like WWF old school superstars, whatever it was. It was like you know who's this is the best heel turn at showing Shawn Michaels throwing uh, Janetti through the yeah the, the barbershop window. So then you got, got all your commenters, and everybody's like Hulk Hogan's the best one. Hulk Hogan's the best one. <laughs> and I did. I'm like, what? People are going to forget about tugboat <laughs> turning on the bushwhackers? <laughs> I think I have about four or five likes. There on you it. go. There's <laughs> <laughs> all this crap about just Shawn and uh, Hulk Hogan. And Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what about tugboat? Oh, man. It was magic. <laughs> uh, we could switch over a little bit here because there's just a couple more <clears throat> things I was going to talk about. We pretty much touched on everything I wanted to for this topic. One thing I'm really excited about for the current product right now is the Money in the Bank pay-per-view coming up. I'm excited mostly for the women's Money in the Bank match. Yeah. Because I think they're going to try do everything they can to make sure they have a better match than the men. I think they will. So they're going to like try to kill it. It's going to be awesome. What's kind of weird when I watch... Not just pay-per-views, but say Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. Like, sometimes I don't have time to watch a full two, three hours, so I'll kind of skim it. Sure. And I'll stop and watch the women's match. Like, I've always stopped and watched them. I might watch, you know, when maybe people are talking or part of the main event, but sometimes I'll just kind of watch the last two minutes of a a match, but I always watch the women's matches. Yeah, I think it's because they're they're trying hard to do everything now. Yeah. Raw, on the other hand, has got their own issues with what they're trying to figure out with the women's division, and I guess... They're they're trying to push new people and all that. Cool, I get it. But SmackDown is like must Land see right now. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, yeah, but it's like must see right now. Yeah. Uh, one thing I did like on Raw last night, not to jump too far around, but the Samoa Joe Heyman segment. Did you watch Raw? It was awesome. I loved like Joe took the mic and was like, like, okay, this is the first time. I'm so- I skip around. I'm sorry. <laughs> Joe dropped the mic, goes in the corner with Heyman. And is only talking to him, not with the mic, but the camera's. Yeah, I thought it was saying. perfect because you don't need a microphone to have that conversation. Yeah. So it's cool that the cameraman picked that up. And he's just breaking down, like, like here's what I'm going to do. To you. do. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to choke you out. Like, normally it's like, I'm just an advocate and he gets away. Yeah. But now, like, this is the first time since Mojo's been called up that I buy him as a badass. And when. Did you hear the crowd reaction when Samoa Joe like took his like index finger, his thumb, and he grabbed Heyman's chin to turn his face back towards him? Uh-huh. It'd be like, oh shit! Yeah, exactly. Because not everyone in the crowd probably could hear him. Like maybe yeah. a few people could, and like I guess the ring mic or whatever. Yeah, just awesome. And then they were—I think they were chanting, "You fucked up!" After he destroyed Heyman, or after he knocked Heyman out. Like, not why? knocked him out because because Brock's gonna yeah because Brock's gonna get him. Yeah, I mean it's kind of interesting like who the good guy is now. Like is it Brock or is it Joe? I don't know. I want to go. I want Joe. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Joe's going to win, but I think hopefully they have a great match. Yeah. And this was kind of like a dream match. Most like internet fans have said, like when Joe got called up, like we want to see Joe versus Brock. Yeah. And they're doing it now, and I think it'll be a good enough match where they may come back to it later. It's, I hope so. Like I said, it was this is the first time since he's called up. I'm like, oh man, this is awesome. Right. And I just love that he actually did beat the hell out of Heyman. I love mm-hmm. Heyman in the back later getting medical attention. His phone says Brock, like called him yeah. on his iPhone. He's like, okay, yes, okay. Now Brock can be, now, now I want to watch Raw next week. So yeah. they're getting me going a little bit. And he bit. even had the little detail of the phone actually ringing and answering yeah. it. Where sometimes people would just act like they're on the phone and people are like, oh, it's not even on, or hey, you know, this light was on, whatever. Yeah, there's a couple things on Raw right now kind of going, like the who done it with the Cass and Enzo thing. Yeah. 
you know, they're make, trying to make it seem like it's obviously Cass or obviously um, the revival. So who knows? Who knows? It's one of yeah. the two, I think, unless it's someone out of left field. Who knows? It's like the fashion police or something. <laughs> and then they've got the what's going on with Kurt Angle. To yeah. me, it seems like it's Stephanie maybe coming back, texting Corey Graves that stuff about Angle. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? I'm just confused by that part. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's... Like, is he intriguing. texting him stuff that has anything to do with Enzo and Cass? Or has nothing to do with them? Who knows? Who knows? I'm just confused. Yeah. But either way, there's, like, kind of some intrigue on Raw, which I think was Yeah, lacking, they've got some good stories. Was lacking a little bit. Yeah. There's some guys that are kind of in the lull right now, like what <clears throat> Seth Rollins going to do. You know, it seems like they're going with, with Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns, it seems like. Yeah. Um, We'll see. We'll see where they end up with it. You know, then you got... Strowman coming back relatively soon, probably by SummerSlam. So we've got lots of stuff going on. Yeah. But back to SmackDown, those Money in the Bank matches. The men's match, everyone seems to think it's going to be Corbin that gets it. I don't know if that's for sure. I can see just someone out of left field getting it. Like, is Sami Zayn in it? Sami Zayn's in it too, right? I forget who's in it. It's Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, Nakamura, Dolph Ziggler, Corbin, and Zayn, right? Yeah. I think so, yeah. I'll look it up really quick here to confirm it. Sorry, guys. People are, if you're listening, you idiot. You can't look it up. <laughs> you don't know anything off the top of your head. <laughs> yeah, anything else, current stuff you like while I look this up? I like Elias, or the Drifter, Elias Sampson. I think he's awesome. Because everybody hates him so much? Not that. I don't know. He just got. I think he's got like that Randy Savage kind of look. Because <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Macho Man. Yeah, I like that. You know, he comes out, he's just like this little Drifter thing and he's singing and, and people are booing him because he can't sing that well yeah it's kevin owens aj styles baron corbin Sami Zayn, dolph ziggler nakamura i want Sami Zayn anyway i think it'd be great yeah he could be a total like i cannot believe Zayn's cashing in like jbl could be going pissed off like this nerd's cashing in what the hell <laughs> we'll see we'll see now, lots of interesting stuff that can happen i think that might be the time for to kind of push push Zane then yeah they need a strong they only got a couple really strong over good guys on SmackDown, you yeah. can be one of them too. Because uh, I think it's getting to the point where Zayn is almost getting into the Ziggler land, where he's you, everybody knows he's really good. He puts on great matches, but he always loses, and he doesn't really get the push. Well, he beat Corbin at the pay per view. Remember? I'm just saying. I mean, Dolph beat AJ on SmackDown, but that doesn't mean he's <laughs> he's going to the top. So in the women's match, the women's Money in the Bank match, it's Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Natalia, and Tamina versus Carmella. I'm he, kind of pulling for Tamina. Yeah? Yeah. Because I want to see her on her own. I want to see what she does without, I don't know, some sort of posse with her. Maybe they just surround her with other people because she's bad, but I just want to see, you know, if she's bad, I want to see how bad she is. <laughs> I guess we'll see. I kind of, I want Becky because I love Becky Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> she's and to me, it's been around a long time. I think her back and forth. Did and, you know she's a mom? She has kids? No. Know that. It was, uh -huh. I was watching like a table for three. It was her. Charlotte and Natalia. It's an older one, uh -huh. but it's pretty cool. I, I checked. I, I recommend checking it out. I don't know how I missed it, but I missed it. So yeah. I recommend checking it out. I so, like the last two Mondays with the table for three on Monday. Yeah, yeah. The Jim Cornette. I hope they do that every Monday. <laughs> Bish, the Cornette Bischoff Hayes one was good. It was yeah. basically just Cornette and Bischoff talking. Hayes is kind of in the background. Yeah. And I the missed, same thing with uh, Orton and Flair. I mostly Orton yet. and Flair talking, and he, then and Bruno's kind of just Bruno's there. just kind of sitting there, yeah, saying missed, how he overcame his disease and his mom. <laughs> <laughs> going up and down the mountain. <laughs> yeah, I missed that. I haven't watched that. I'll watch that later tonight. Um, but lots of, I guess, with with all the negativity surrounding the current product, and it's been the past, I guess, several weeks, 
and it has been a lot we of. We find the bright spot in it. I mean, let's not lie. There was <laughs> let let's not like <laughs> blow too much smoke out of everybody's ass. Like that Bailey, this is your life segment with Alexa Bliss. Terrible. Even Angle acknowledged it. <laughs> like it was like he said, one of the worst segments ever. And I think it's gonna because of that, it's gonna age super well. Where people are gonna love it because it's so bad. Yeah. Like, but did you see the part where she's like, oh, I want to do this as my life? He's like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. He's like, you did hers. It was terrible. <laughs> it was the lowest rated, lowest rated thing in history. <laughs> it was like, it just got so ridiculous. Like that thing where they were talking to her teacher. He's like, it was so dumb. It's like, she just wanted to watch Raw and SmackDown. And we're like, yeah, okay, cool. We, so. we would like to do that as well. We are all here, right? You do know we're here watching Raw. Yeah. And then the one guy's like, I was just trying to get to you, babe. And like, why was her Bailey's dad there with her first kiss. It was so. And could you imagine if it was anyone else but Alexa Bliss having to do that? At least she's good in the mic. Yeah. And she's probably out like, oh my god, what is happening? She just, she tried. She got through it. Yeah, she did. But it was <laughs> just again, that's going to be something that if we're doing this show in ten years, like our favorite bad segments. <laughs> so this is your life with Bailey and Alexa Bliss. Yeah. It was like, oh yeah, we remember that. That was awesome. <laughs> Uh, yeah, lots of good stuff, current product, um, lots of good stuff coming up with the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, and after that, great balls of fire, <laughs> the logo's a dick. <laughs> I found that on Twitter. <laughs> like, it's a dick, what the hell, yeah. WWE. Oh, man. That was but just... I like the commercial, the 50s yeah. with the drive-in and the right. milkshakes and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, cool, they're actually using the song, yeah. which I didn't think they would. And the drive-in, like, with the beast. And they're making it kind of cool. Yeah, the song, the name's kind of, it's just corny when they people say it. Yeah. Like, maybe give, I don't know. GBOF. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, the pay-per-view promo is awesome. I like it yeah. a lot. I like, I'm with you on that. Uh, we could wrap up the show for this week. Um, we're at about an hour, so we can wrap it up. Guys, you can follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast on SoundCloud, Podcast at gmail.com. I will let you know this week if we go forward with the t-shirt shop, uh, the whatamaneuver.net store. And if there's any guests that you think you would want in the show that we could possibly get, like a local indie wrestler in your area, tag them, let me know. Obviously, I'm not going to be able to get Cody Rhodes or yeah. some of the bigger indie wrestlers, but if you've got smaller <clears> ones, I was surprised Delilah came on. She's got a pretty big phone, so she was super cool for coming on. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try to ask a couple of the Rise competitors, the Rise show that's going to be here in July, to come on and see where I get with that. Um, let me know. Just shoot me a note on Twitter and, and see what we can do for you. Or if there's any topics you guys want to hear, last week's show was a suggestion. Maybe next week's will be a suggestion. We'll see. Or shirt ideas. Yeah, T-shirt ideas, all that other stuff. Um, let us know. PPW Podcast on Twitter. Anything else, Eric? No, that's it. Cool. Thanks, guys, for listening. We will see you next week.